are listening to The Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando. This is episode 33, where we board the orca in the yard, not too far from the car, and see the Kittner boys spill out all over the dock. Time for this adventure and this podcast to begin. Brian, I'm surprised to see that you have your um, fancy Universal shirts for today. I always wear a Universal shirt on recording days. Yeah, I did. I, I did know that. That's. <laughs> I pay attention. I can't say what. I can't say why I was um, worried about that. Oh, because oh. we're in the future. Right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We are all very excited about this oh. episode, are we not? <laughs> so you can hear it in my stress voice coming um, out. So yeah, as you guys are listening to this, we will just be returning from a trip to Universal, Uh, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. In our next episode, I'm sure you'll hear us ranting and raving about the great time that we had on this trip. I Uh, think ranting implies negativity. eh, There might be some negativity. I think they'll be mostly raving. Yes, you're right, raving. Uh, But tonight, that's not what we're doing. Uh, This episode is going to be something new, which we're calling what? Did we have a name for it? I think we're calling it Watch and Ride the Movies. Watch and Ride the Movies. Watch and Ride the Movies. It's a brand new idea here on the Universal Family Podcast, for us anyway. I'm so, sure others have done it. So we're going to be talking about movies that we love from a movie standpoint. Uh, and then when we're done talking movie talk about that movie, we're going to talk about the ride aspect, which is so another thing we love. We're separating those two things. They're not coinciding, overlapping. Right. They're not okay. overlapping. That'll be part one, part two. Part Got one it. is the movie. Part two is the ride. And I <laughs> am currently pouring myself... A little a glass buzz. of apricot brandy in honor of the movie that we're doing tonight, which is Jaws. Yes, one of our very favorite, most preciously treasured movies. It's the rods aren't even there anymore. I don't know why we're doing that for the first episode because yeah. it's one of our favorite movies. But shouldn't right. we be drinking like red and white, red and white wine mixed together? No, perhaps or uh, ocean water. <laughs> no, uh, you know. A case of apricot bandy and you buy lunch. That's what Quint demands for his going out. Is his mm. That's interesting because brandy. your reference there is to something that never actually happens during the movie. What do you mean? Well, he doesn't get the case, does he? Oh, he, he does. You see him loading it oh, on later. Man, I didn't even know that. I mean, I assume that's what it is. I mean, there's a lot of stuff getting loaded on, and I always assume that one of those... I think it's mostly equipment. I mean, I don't think so, but who knows? So let's do some Jaws information. Jaws info. Fun facts? I did just watch it last night for like the first time, kind of. I mean, I've seen it, obviously. Yeah, so so we should say- I've never really paid that much attention. One of the unique things, I think, about us and our love for Jaws is when the kids were young, which doesn't make sense even why we started this when our kids were young, but we started a tradition on the 4th of July. We call it the 4th of Jaws, and all day long- it's, we wait, play Jaws. it's new to all three of us that we call it that. Yeah, what? what? No, we do not call it the Fourth of the Jaws. The Fourth of Jaws? You <laughs> never, just came up with that, and I was so confused. We always have because we used there to. There has never been a name. No, I, we I just have... watch Jaws on Fourth of July. It's not an event. But, but, but here's the it doesn't thing. have a name. It does because I used to hashtag it every year with other people that were laughing at us uh-huh. doing Jaws, and it was always hashtag Fourth of Jaws. And we would post so it was up, like your own hashtag. Thing? I guess, and I mean, it, people like to talk about it and laugh about it because it was funny. Jaws we, is really good. We took it very seriously. Like Jaws, we don't sit down and watch Jaws all day. The it is of July, on all day long. But it's on all day. Like we've been known to put up a Which projector. Which this time I'm actually going to watch it this year. 
Right. Which also, I think it's a Fourth of July movie now, which Thank I didn't you. think that of like a week ago. But we all I mean, we put up a projector or a TV next to a pool or a hot tub, and it's always on in the background. And you know, Spooky. if we're out having, yeah, I mean, it's just we keep it on no matter where we're at. Jaws is. Can on I on start the 4th talking my thoughts? Oh no, 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 no it's too but soon for keep, thoughts. Yeah, Zine's excited it, because okay. he's probably seen it a bajillion times. I'm gonna take but notes. He's really into it now because he watched it last night. But Zine, kick us off and tell us a Read little us bit of these film facts. Little film facts here. Oh, okay, yeah, let me do that. This film was released in 1975 um, the budget was nine million dollars that seems really low I mean wow. that, that is some, that, what are you no, about? That's nine low. million dollars that's very very low how much was my nine million dollars in 1975 that's true good point for with inflation box office 476 million that I mean think about that's that a that's a lot of you, you invested nine and you got back I mean it makes sense like that poster but, if I saw that back at Back in the day, I would be like, that's a movie I need to see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not about the money. I mean, these are not it's all about the money. Like this is just like yeah. I just wanted that. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of get it in perspective. You made it sound like this was going to be like a fun fact segment. It's just like no. I'm we'll talk about it's, it's you know, it's hard to talk about Jaws because it's something we know everyone knows so much of the lore of Jaws, the complications of filming it. You know, I think they. They originally scheduled 55 days of filming, but they actually filmed for like 170 some days. I think you're getting ahead of our- ourselves. But I just a, wanted to a couple put more that out fun there. facts. Uh, all, right, all right, sorry. What are some other fun facts? Then? I have a fun fact about numbers. Okay. Nine million dollars in 1975 was 49 million. Six hundred fifty thousand and fifty-five dollars. So that's still now. low. Like now. even today. Um, not many movies are made for that budget, especially those that make four hundred and seventy some million dollars. Yeah. I mean that's a it's a low number. But anyway, what, what other facts you got there, Zine? There's only one more. It's the cast, which is Roy Scheider, mm-hmm. Robert Shaw, yep. Richard Dreyfus, yep. Lorraine Gary, yep. Murray Hamilton, yep. and Lee Fierro. So I put Lee Fierro on there because I mean, we know those other people. I mean some of us do. I don't know any of those people personally. Shaw is Quint. Okay. Um, anyway, Richard Drive should have for a bunch of stuff. Right. Anyway, um, but the last lady on the list, what's her name, Zine? Lee Fierno. Fierro. Do you have any guess what other movies she's been in? No. Do you, uh, first of all, she plays Mrs. Kittner in the movie. Oh. Oh, the I lady, don't recognize the lady her from him. any other movies. Hmm. She was not in any other movies. Yeah. Because That's, she, I knew that for 100% is sure it just because I hadn't movie? seen her. No, she's not been in anything. She was, oh, I thought you were trying She was to a local his... person, just lived in the town of Martha's exactly Vineyard. exactly like and she they is a local person. Yeah, so they hired a lot of local people in the movie, and she happens to be one of them. And how great is she? Like, oh. that's an awesome performance. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Do you remember that last night? You watched the scene. She's the one that comes up and smacks yeah, in my I, face. Oh, yeah, so good. Because like she's not wrong, but she's also not really right. Because like he tried. I don't a little know. Bit. He did try. How big Roy Scheider was at the time, big. but can you imagine being the local lady slapping Roy Scheider? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, That's a very good point. Yeah, I just looked it up again. It's fifty-five days that they were originally scheduled to film, and they end up shooting for hundred and fifty-nine days. Man. So, like you said, uh, people know quite a bit about Jaws. All of those fun facts, like things, all the problems they had in filming and stuff. Are, are we going to talk much about no, that? No, I, I don't really want to get into that. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone like knows that. We those have so stories. much to say about how we. Yeah. Um, how we enjoy that movie. You know, and maybe this is kind of. Uh, maybe this is a little bit off topic. I don't know. But we, we just saw the uh, newest Spielberg movie, The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and watching him age in that movie and get into his career, I couldn't help but think about where that movie ends and he becomes basically a filmmaker sneaking onto lots compared to making Jaws. Do you guys know how old he was when he made Jaws? How old? Like 23? I have no clue. 27. I mean... Good thing he didn't die. Can you imagine, though, a 27-year-old making one of the most it feels like a jump. Times. I was thinking about that last night. What do you mean? I mean, like, what is Steven Spielberg's first movie? He made one before this. He either made 1941 or Duel. Duel, Duel was before this, I think. But mostly been in TV before oh, okay. making Jaws. I can't remember what he was doing on TV even. He, he, I, did he do some, like, Hogan's Heroes or something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was very young. Jaws was a huge undertaking. Um, I'm sure with how bad the filming was going, the crew hated him. Like it was, it was not good. I'm sure he felt Shucks. that he was on the cusp of losing his career, if I had to guess. So he began in 1971 with Duel. Oh, okay. 1974, The Sugarland Express. Oh, I forgot about that. Oof. And then Jaws. Yeah. And Duel is weird. Duel- and when we go, you're going back to imagine being a 27 year old making this movie, etc. I can't imagine not being a 27-year-old making this movie because how much energy did this movie require? Right. This is it not an older man's game, this movie. Right. I mean, you know. I mean, I, a lot of people would have given up on it. So for this sure. This just isn't, isn't freaking working. And part of, the, part of both the reason it's so great and the reason that it was so hard to film is that, you know, they were doing really high-tech special effects in the ocean, which hadn't been done before. Like, people filmed on sound stages with giant pools but to actually make a working shark and get it to work in the sea i mean mm-hmm. and it looks so good it really too. does it great. really does i mean you it's know crazy. as you know we don't see the shark very much which i think is a blessing it's one of those you see it more than i than i no, thought that, honestly I, yeah you see it more than i remembered too. yeah but you see too. it far less than they originally planned and like many projects and especially movies i've always said that what you do with the mistakes is what turns it into a great movie. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that Jaws is a perfect example of all those times the shark couldn't come out of the water because it wasn't working. Yeah, it wasn't to, working? Oh, it didn't work all the time. It was supposed to be in the movie all the time. But they would get it out there and like every day we're like, it isn't working today. We can't do it. So they had to change what they were filming and not show the shark or change something else. Is that why the barrels happen so much? No, but that, that is a great point. I mean, they do that a lot. And it's the awesome. Barrels are used. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> such a great little twist. I'm just excited for when we move on to talking, to getting into the movie because I'm all about story, not about production. <laughs> I love everything about this movie. Um, I know we watch it many times on the 4th of July, but we also watch it just anytime it comes on TV, we'll watch it. Um, We know it really, really well. And one of the things I love the most about this movie is the slow, quiet conversation parts, Um, particularly when Brody is at home with his wife and he's had a really, really crappy day. And then Hoopa shows up. Brings two bottles of wine because he's not sure what they're having for dinner. Here, let me play that clip, actually. Yeah, I got that right here. I got uh, red and white. I didn't know what you'd be serving. Oh, that's nice. Is anyone eating this? No. <laughs> that's so, all. I just love that. I brought red and white. I didn't know what you're serving. Is anyone, and then he takes, he he takes, takes Brody's plate. <laughs> he so he's like this young it. scientist, just came into town. He probably just could have gone to a restaurant tonight, but he didn't because he really knows that he needs to get in with these people. He needs to like talk to the people who are 
well, he needs managing to, this situation. He comes over specifically to convince Brody that they've got to yeah. go down and cut open the shark right now. So he brings over his bottles of wine. I just think it's so funny. He eats Brody's food because Brody's so depressed he hasn't even touched his plate. And then they, um, Brody just stares at him like without saying anything. He's just so pissed off. And he just pours a huge glass of wine <laughs> in the wrong that. kind of cup. I've always it's just thought, hilarious. I've always thought that the uh, Chez Alcatraz, I always thought it'd be cool if they had like Brody's vino it was like one of their drinks and they like made a sangria and they stored it in like a normal looking wine bottle and when you ordered it they just pulled like just a tall cup. cup wouldn't that be great yes. it'd be so funny you were talking about the soft moments of the the film yeah and even before he walks into this scene um Brody does that little quiet thing with his son which is so Steven Spielberg I mean it's almost exactly which like what you'd improvised. see in E.T. a few years later just quiet interaction between an adult and and the kid it's yep. awesome Oh, that scene where yeah. they like stare at each other and yeah. like mime each yeah. other yeah. forever. That was a weird scene. Isn't it cool? Because yeah. it's like quiet and it's just like this creepy piano music and they just keep doing it. Oh, so I, I think I, it is cool. This film to me teeters between what did become a summer blockbuster and the feel of like an independent film because the character development is so much those little quiet scenes. And I think I think it, you know, in, in music, I'm sure we've said before, we're all a family of drummers. Uh, and in percussion music, the rests mean as much as the noise in drumming and in all music, really. And I think this movie does an, an amazing job of loud and quiet segments. I mean, you have like, mm-hmm. I think it uses that the same it way. It makes those loud segments even more jarring. Yeah. So let me play this. This is uh, the beach scene. Let me play this as an example of how I think the audio music and the scene has a lot to do with this. Yeah. And that's awesome. You have the loud of the panic and the splashing, and then it slowly with tapers down. With the symphonic. Down. Right, with the like, music behind dramatic it. sound. And you have Mrs. Kittner and looking it just fa- for And one kid. thing leaves after another, yeah. and then t- then all you've got is the splashing of bringing that the poor, surf that poor boy's in. broken <sighs> floaty back one up. Thing, <laughs> one thing I heard, um, I saw like a TikTok or something of like Quentin Tarantino talking about like movies that are perfect, kind of, and like... It might have not been Quentin Tarantino, actually, but it was, like, about how movies that are perfect are movies that kind of, like, like it appeals to so many different kinds of movies, kind of, I guess. Good point. But, like, and I was thinking, that was one of my main things I was thinking about last night when I was watching it, because there's so many, like, funny moments, there's so many, like, adventurous moments, but there's also, like, really dark moments and, like, really scary moments. That's a great And it point. all makes it, it, like, it's all in there. It's really cool. That's a really, I never even thought about that, like... There are, I mean, we laugh at many parts. Actually, I'll play a clip in here in that second. But yeah, the tragedies are significant. Like, like up Quinn getting eaten. That was crazy. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. There's not even like, music behind like, it. It's really crazy. It's crazy because it's like a literal, it looks like a shark attack. Like you're, That's why they It looks like you're watching a shark away. attack happen and on video. There. So oh isn't that guy God. like a legendary like Shakespeare actor or something? Robert Shaw? Yeah. Yes. That's so major. Funny. Like, I was like, God. Like, imagine what was too. going through his mind when he was... If you're getting eaten by a shark, 
Oh my so, gosh. Tayan talked about dark moments, and when I think about the probably the most dark moment of the movie is another quiet conversation scene where they're in the boat and they're telling their stories of their scars and then <laughs> Quint tells his story and it just of course beats everybody else's because he's telling a true story of something that actually happened in real history yes yeah, and it's f- it so did. funny because and I learned like about saying that, that he was there yeah. or is he, he just talking about it no he's saying he was one of them um, on on the ship that one of the that navy seamen after it delivered the the bombs right so uh, to, it, Dude, you've really you captured exactly what Tane was talking about all in that one scene because that scene starts with their scar comparisons and Marie shows his chest and he says the scars from Ellen Moffat, you know, she mm-hmm. broke my and heart. They're and, so and, and they're so drunk and they're so drunk and having the table fun and get so excited. So you're that laughing. He made that joke. They're dumb to get that drunk at that. Uh, I like, love it. I don't understand. <laughs> but you go from that to the 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 USS Indianapolis monologue and it's so... right to the attack like that happens boom yeah. boom boom when i was hearing the kids watching it last night i was that's what struck me i was like wow this does really it all happens right after that so let's talk about that the the USS Indianapolis monologue so yeah. there's a lot of uh controversy and debate about that over who wrote it because it was there like whether I mean, some people, I'm sure, know whether that's accurate because they actually were there. Well, even the people who were there debate it. Cargillab's the writer. Uh, Spielberg called in to to punch up the script or, or initially. He is the screenwriter for it. Um, I wonder if he's related to the Gottlieb pinball family. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Spielberg called in uh, John Milius, another famous director that ran around with that group of, you know, Spielberg and... and um, Lucas. Lucas and that, that group. He made all war movies and stuff. Was the story in the novel? No. The no, Peter no, no, Benchley no. novel? Not at all. No. Okay, so it's completely part yeah, of the screen. The Peter Benchley novel, they really threw out the window right from the beginning. There's like mob stuff and like... Okay, like, I didn't cra- know. Yeah, I haven't no, read that's, it. No, nothing. Um, so he calls in Milius to write up and Spielberg says that Milius over the phone dictated to him and Shaw that whole thing. That's what he says. Gottlieb says that Spielberg also sent it out to um, uh, Zemeckis and Gale, Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale, who went on to write and direct uh, Back to the Future, and asked them to also punch up that this that. They definitely weren't there. They weren't there, but Gottlieb says that all of that got funneled in to Shaw, who then kind of edited and, and done his own thing. His right. own. Spielberg says that Milius did it. Gottlieb says that it's Milius, Zemeckis, and Gale. Well, I mean. All I really want to know, I would want to know, is what does a person who actually experienced that think of it? Well, who knows? I mean, right. And I, let's go ahead and play that clip because I love. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Shark comes the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. I love that scene. I mean, it goes on much longer than that. That's just a little snippet. <laughs> Zine, you just watched it last night. I mean, did, how did you think that monologue I didn't care about that scene, honestly. You really didn't? No, because y'all always hype it up, and I didn't find it that crazy. Now, so I thought about that, too. Charles has this weird thing for me where because we've watched it so much, things don't play the same anymore. 
So I can imagine not knowing that the big attack is coming. That scene plays different than knowing the big attack is coming. And here they are sitting quietly listening to this it's horrific story about like sharks. It's just like the rides at Universal that we've ridden so many times. And you can't really watch it with fresh eyes for the first time. Right. But sometimes you can get your mind set into like, hey, I'm pretending to watch this for the first time or ride this ride for the first time. And sometimes you just can't, and sometimes all you want to watch is the production value or, you know, certain things in the movie or the ride. It's just crazy. I mean, I love that Zine or that Tan pointed out the um, that it has comedy, sad attacks. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that, that all happens in that span of like five minutes. That's there. why it's such a good uh, summer blockbuster. Like, I feel like that's what really defines a summer blockbuster is having a movie that appeals to so many different genres. So you talk it's interesting you bring up the summer blockbuster because I mean it they they credit it to being the first summer blockbuster unofficially, think, right? Right. Well, I mean kind of officially because a couple like of things happened. Like it was kind happened. of engineered to kind of be like that. Well, what's yeah, exactly. I think so it came like it didn't exist before then. It's weird because now when we do a summer blockbuster, you're right, it appeals to the masses and we put it on a thousand screens like we really do. Uh, and then they put it on a lot of screens, more than they had ever put a movie out on screens at one time before. Except, I think this is interesting, when they realized it was successful, the head of Universal said, let's back that number down. Let's not put it on more screens. Let's actually cut screens and make it a, a must-see it because it's selling out. I couldn't get in this weekend. i got to go back next weekend, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So they actually cut back screens to drive the interest of the movie. And, I mean, it was That's huge. interesting. Uh, what about the music? The music of Jaws. It's awesome. It's pretty crazy, really isn't great. it? Spielberg notoriously thought Williams was joking when he brought him the Jaws theme. He literally was like, yeah, it fits the movie like, so well. So good. What do you like mean? When like he didn't like it? Yeah, when he played the bottom. Mm. Yeah, Spielberg thought this, you're kidding me. Let's play the real boring. thing. Yeah, he's like, this can't be right. But it was brilliant, obviously. Though I will say, um, I. I'm not going to question John Williams in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But this is very early in his career, and I could argue both sides of this, but I think there is there's one section of the movie that I've always thought the, the music, again, this comes back to what we were saying a minute ago. Once you know what's happening, it makes a little more sense. But when it wasn't, I'm not really sure if this is fitting. Let me play this clip real quick. Bite your tongue. I can't believe you're going to do say anything that John Williams did you know, that just, wasn't perfect. Just try to put yourself into the fact that this is scary. You've seen the, you've seen Jaws for the one the first time in his full force, uh, and then this is going on. Just listen to the music. I'm closing my eyes. Adventure. I love it. Yeah. I remember I thought of Universal. Like, doesn't this sound like some island? It, like, makes you time? think, yeah. like, oh, this my God, they, they're, they're they actually have fun. a chance. They think they're going to have fun. That's exactly right. That, yeah. I mean, I think that storytelling-wise, it works. Where I was like, oh, my God, they're going to get this Jaws right now. Except for, if you look at the movie Playtime, you think there's no way that's happening. But, um, yeah, it is very much, a, we're going on an adventure. We're going to be triumphant. Yeah, we got, it has they've that. got a barrel on him. They're like, this is it. But at the same time, maybe I think back to being a kid. I was scared shitless at that point. I just saw Jaws. I'm like, what are these crazy people doing? And now I have this music going on? They're trying to lure you into a false sense of security. It doesn't necessarily line up with my emotion, is all I'm saying on that one. It lines up with where they're trying to get you to be. Right, right. So that you feel comfortable, and then the shit really hits the fan. Yep. I think it's like they're excited that they might actually catch this thing finally, and it's kind of playing music to make the audience think like, oh, this might be like the triumphant 
victory. And really, the and audience ends up not being... they haven't seen it before. They needed a break. Right. They needed this moment of, oh, okay, I can relax and eat some popcorn and breathe again. <laughs> Maybe it really will all be okay. I love it. Zine, anything else you want to add? You're, you're our most recent watcher. The part where Quinn, is it Quint or Quinn? Quint. The part He's where not Quinn, Quinn the Eskimo. When The part where Quint, like, rammed the engine all the way and, like, the guy told him to stop, that was so stupid. I know. He like, did a lot of stupid things. I mean, he was like trying to kill himself. Like that's or really yeah. yeah I, he was on. He was on. Did his you kind of pick mission. up on that? Because I think Tan's right. I've always wanted the idea that I mean, and he, he was sabotaging know, everything. Yeah, remember when he beats in the radio and Brady's like, "You're certifiable, Quint." Yeah. Certifiable. I mean, it's true. I, I mean, love their dynamic. So the two of them. Oh, the three of them. Oh, Hooper. Oh yes. Hooper I love and how they're always fighting, amazing. and it's just like a so. It's such a classic, um, like triangle yeah it's like two thing. sons and their dad and the one son is kind is kind of a screw-up and he loves him for some reason and the other one tries to do everything perfectly and he can't ever do anything right yeah um memorable quotes i mean this, this movie I and mean, we quote this it's movie all the time it's full of quotes i mean there's obviously gonna need a bigger boat and all that kind of stuff but does anybody have they overused that by the way gonna need a bigger boat yes they said it like three or four times and i was no like, they okay. don't yes they did they did not right he said, okay, first second. he says it, first he backs up and says it. I remember decrypting this. He backs up and says, we're going to need a bigger boat. That part was Then awesome. he says, aren't we going to need a bigger boat when Quinn comes out and looks? <laughs> and then later in another scene, he was like, we're, he said it again. He was like. Is it Brody who says it the whole yes, time? Yes, every time. That's funny then, because I've never noticed that. But now hearing that, because, you know, Brody's afraid of the water. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. That's almost like a character thing. Like, he's panicking, like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like, yeah. Uh, are we going to need a bigger boat? Right. And uh, we need a bigger like boat. Gonna come, like they're going to go <laughs> back and like get a bigger boat and come back. Yeah. <clears throat> Laura, do you have a favorite quote? Uh, yeah. Um, basically, it, it goes like, oh, you yell barracuda. And people are like, huh? What? Uh, yeah, yeah. The you mayor. Shark. Yeah, I'll play that one. We're on, we got a panic on so the 4th of fun. July. I, I mentioned Gottlieb, the screenwriter. He's actually the newspaper editor in the movie who's standing next to the mayor on the boat. They hired him as an actor to keep him on set. So if they need, like, rewrites and punch-ups, he's there. I always think that's cool. But, um, yeah, that's the mayor on the on the ferry with Brody. Here's that. Uh, summer girl he goes to swim out a little far. Check out that tires. Fishing boat comes along. It's happened before. I don't think you appreciate the gut reaction people have to these things. Harry, I appreciate it. I'm just reacting to what I was told. Martin, it's all psychological. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. I just love I love the way he pauses there as if as if he's really gonna get this. We've got a panic on our hands. Yeah, so you're obviously gonna like, change your mind. Surely you Brody. understand that this is not an option. I dressed up as a mayor Vaughn one year. Yeah, I know. We have that jacket. I, I actually made that jacket with the uh, little anchors all over it. You really made funny. that? I did. With what? He I made, made a, stamp. a stamp out of a potato. I did. And then I made a stamp that looked like a anchor and then I stamped Can white you paint. Put that through the washer? No, no, it's not no, been no. washed. The mayor is such Ew. a good, I the mayor is such a good like um, example of like how this movie has like kind of like goofy characters. Like they have like stereotypical like comic 
yeah, like yeah, yeah like it 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 really Classic shows tropes. how big of a, like a travesty this is because like you see all these people in this town and they're so like pleasant and like funny and then like this crazy stuff happens and it's like depressing. You right. know what I mean? I like the but montage the where they open. like show yeah. everyone coming into town. Oh yeah, that's but, like all great. those old people that he's interacting with on the beach. Oh yeah, that's they're awesome. so funny. <laughs> so that the beach scene we talked about it earlier. Um, it has obviously one of the best shots of film mm-hmm. of all time, which they call the Hitchcock shock. Do you know what shot I'm talking about, Zine? The one where he looks and it like backs up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's closer a, and closer and closer. So it's a dolly that the camera moves in with the dolly as the zoom pulls out. So it zooms in on your face, but everything around you perspective changes it's, it's brilliant hitchcock did it in vertigo spielberg really perfected it in jaws i i noticed a really cool shot i don't know if it was exa- i don't i think it did that also which is why i thought it was weird that people didn't talk about it but it was when those two guys were trying to find the shark uh, and the, they take on the, the dock the roast out and as they had the uh, chain and it and the shark started pulling the chain like it shows the chain and the chain's like boo, 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 boo and then it like quickly goes up to him and it has like that effect on him and he's like <gasps> and he's like realizing that that thing's about interesting to go. I bet he does do it there and I not even thought about that yeah it's I don't know why people didn't notice that yeah but it's cool well one of my favorite quotes um we say this all the time, Laura and I do, and I don't think even people realize we're quoting. I'm sure our kids don't. Jaws, we do it. And that's this. This is um, when they find the shark. And Hooper just now got to town. Got a deep throat, Pratt. Yeah, well, but what kind? What kind of shark? It's a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> a what? A what? A what? <laughs> we do that all the time. A what? It's <laughs> great. All right. I mean, we love this movie. We could go on and on Watch and on. Watch the ride video. Yeah, let's talk about the ride. So you want to talk about the ride now? Do you have anything else to say about the movie before we move on to the ride? The Oh, I, the the shark exploding, oh, all the blood. The part where awesome. there's like a shot where all the blood starts like coming onto the screen and eventually it's all red. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's really good. There's just so much The blood. music during that part, how it's like mystical, like he's finally oh dead. It's so cool. He did it all alone. I, I have crazy. a question for everybody. A quick question. Yep. Brody, Hooper, or Quint? Come Hooper. on, Zine. Hoopa. Hoopa. Brian, uh, Brody, Hooper, Hooper, or Quint? Am I hanging out with them or I want to be them? If I, I think that's the same thing. Just hanging no, out. Isn't. You're picking them, not be them. All right, if I want to hang out with somebody, it's Quint, 100%. All right, you want to hang out with I wanna... Brody, Hoopa, or Quint? I like Brody the best. Of course he would. He keeps him safe. Of course he would. He keeps him safe on the land. What are you, Laura? <laughs> Hoopa, all Hoopa? the way. Yeah, Hoopa's He's a scientist. Right. It's I funny. love him. Speaking of Quint, it reminds me that, uh, and this is a very loose tie, and I don't even know if it was intentional, but back in the day, like circa 2008, at the uh, club level Hard Rock, one of the free beers they always had was Narragansett, they did. which is what Quint drinks. And did, always do you think they was, did that on purpose? I don't know. I, I we got always it every time just assumed they did, and it was better for our story, so exactly. we, we went we'll with it. We'll say yes. We say yes. We would always they get chose Narragansett, Narragansett because of not Jaws. Always, but I def- it was, it's not very good. I like it. No, that's good beer. No, it's not. I mean, it's like PBR quality. Yeah. That's I pretty guess. great. But it doesn't have all that cool factor. Let's talk about the rod now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do you guys want to watch the ride video? Yeah, I think we, we should react to the whole ride first. So do, do we <laughs> want to give some ride facts before we get into the conversation about the ride? Sure. Zane? I just want to say, I just realized the shark from the ride is so close Scary. to the shark in the movie <laughs> like the way the shark comes out of the water and stuff in the movie is like so close to in the ride and it's so scary mm-hmm. that's probably why i was so scared 
Mm-hmm. I feel like Jaws popularized the fear of sharks too. Oh no doubt. Oh, dude. Nobody. I don't think anybody had much of a concept of which is kind of crazy. I mean, isn't that? I mean, we watch horror movies. And it's easy to say, well, that doesn't exist. Even like a space alien kind of movie or whatever. But Jaws is a movie that you can easily convince yourself while you're at the ocean that, oh, shit. Like, sharks exist. Yeah, it's understandably scary. Greg Lucas was afraid of the entire ocean and and actually also lakes because of Jaws. Which is really stupid. Yeah, well, it's Greg. (laughs) But it is based in reality. Benchley wrote the original novel because in like the 20s or somewhere around that time in uh, New Jersey, there was a shark that ate like five or six people. That's over a lot a of few people. Weeks. It's a lot. Like, if, that's a big deal. That's about how many deaths there were in this one. Probably, yeah. All right, Zine, read us some ride facts. Okay, opened in 1990 along with the parks, right? Yep, it's the same year the parks opened. Um, it cost $45 million. Boy, that's a lot. That's more than the more movie. Than the this movie. one just says drama. What is that? Did someone, someone, get hurt? Did someone get hurt? I'll give you that in a second. Someone got hurt, right? No, no, no. I'll tell you in a second. Didn't someone get hurt on this, too? Not that sure I know somebody's of. got hurt. I, I think, think so. someone got eaten by the shark, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then it closed forever in 2012. Oh. So the drama is this. It opened in 90, right? Mm-hmm. It closed for like two years or something, right? Yeah, it closed. So it opened, um, it, so it opened in 90 with the park. It closed in 90. Because they could not get it going. Because they couldn't get the shark to work? Yeah, a lot. They had other Just things. Just like in the movie. <laughs> right. It was very much like the movie. There was a part in this ride originally where Jaws bit onto the boat, and the boat did a full 180 turnaround, and then they they had major problems. A lot of the original, like, confrontation had problems, too. Like, Jaws, people wrote it like that? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Like, the For shark a few biting months, it? Yes. Whoa. Wait, but, it was programmed to do that? Yes. Jaws would bite it, the boat would spin I thought you were around. saying that was, like, an early development no. idea. It was originally so in the ride. Do you mean 360 all the way around? Yeah. 180. So then the other direction. Backwards. Right, then you move back that way, and then Jaws get right. But they had major problems with it. They had to close down the same year. And it stayed closed till 1993. They sued the original ride makers. Okay. They had to rewrite the ride. They had to. What happened? They had to get rid of like the spin around no, thing. Why did they have to get rid of all that? Because they couldn't get it to work. It was too complicated. Now, I'm no engineer, but I cannot fathom how you could possibly put a mechanical shark under the water for a ride and have it consistently pop out every four or five minutes all right. day long. Right. How's that even possible? Right. And please don't answer the question. I don't know. I, I don't want to no know. Idea. We're not engineers. None of us are. What here's another fun thing. When it opened back in nineteen ninety three, Roy Schreider, Lorraine Gary, and Steven Spielberg were all on hand to open it back up. Oh my god. Can you imagine? What do you mean yeah. on hand? They were there. at Universal were to cut the ribbon and yeah. say Jaws after two years of being closed. Right. <laughs> two years. Surprise, a brand new park. Sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's awful. But we wrote it. I mean, we've rode that ride a thousand times. I haven't. I just remember a couple. Really, of, you really wrote it a couple yeah, of times. I need a refresh. Let's watch pictures. it. All right, let's yeah. watch it. So it's still open in Japan, I believe. Do you want to watch that? No. Because no. it's, it's exactly wanna... the same ride. We don't. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, we should go to Japan and ride this since it's the same. Agree. I can't even. I can't even believe that this was like at Green Dots. Oh my gosh, I remember all of that. I mean, Amity was awesome. I, I wish you could see more of Amity here, but... Oh, here's the ride. It required such a lot of acting. Yeah, and look, Dan, that's the shirt you have. Yeah. I miss it so much. 
I can smell it. Kind of cheap. Beach houses. I remember the shed. I really hate it. Yeah, it's super scary to go in there. Have we already posted the picture of me scared on this round? Because we should post it for this. We'll post it again. We'll post a picture of you for this one, too. Sheer terror on his face. True. True terror. Were these boats on a track, or did they really drive? On a track. Always love this. You see the, the tour boat, just like you're on, going down. Yeah. With a big bite out of the back. Guys, thinking. This lady's alone. This video is good. Orca. Mm-hmm, they work up there. They used to have an exact replica. garage. Mm-hmm. Did the shark even come up yet? Hey, yeah, she missed it. It was over on the other side. Oh, really? No, it didn't come up. Okay. No, it didn't. This is scary. This is the scariest part for the ride, for sure. Yeah. Where is it? Is it? Do you drop? Oh, is, is it <laughs> I, guess, I think I used to think you drop. That's funny. This is super scary for little kids. It gets yeah. very dark. And you're being attacked by a shark. What is happening? And the, the sure boat won't work. When's this video from? The last day, actually. Really? Yeah. Really? So this change, I don't know if it'll happen. I'm sure it won't. The fire thing? Yeah, there was a big wall of fire. That covered the floor. I remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Oh, wow. Because the whole length. Do you remember, speaking of fire, when the fire's on the floor and he's like, can you put that fire out for me? <laughs> she threw a water bottle. She threw water <laughs> at it. <laughs> Is that the end? No. Spoiler alert. Oh, right. The original end actually had Jaws blown up like we in the movie. said spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Blood every part. An explosion everywhere. This is like Jaws 2. Oh, and I love how there's this fake escape. Like, all right, we're going to exit on the, dock the boat here. one row at a time. Just like, just like Jurassic Park. We're pulling here yeah. and uh, unload the boat. I love how fast that shark is moving. Look at those gums. Bloody shark gums. He's biting the electric wire, which is what happens in two. I thought there was something with a grenade launcher. She, she hit it. She shoots it again because it attacks the boat. Cool. 
classic. Cool. Is that the end? Yep. How many six called Marines? It's cool, but like that is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of Fast and Furious vibes where like uh, no, 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 it gets no, no, all no, no. crazy on, and then on. like out of nowhere. It's Watching kind of just it on over. YouTube is different than being in person where you can like look around and see it. Like one person filming it is not the same as you looking around and actually doing it. I promise. Yeah, and when you get to take your two-year-old on there and scare the pants off of oh. him. And take a picture of his absolutely petrified face. Nothing is more Nothing guaranteed like than putting your little children on jaws and watching them cry. It's yeah, put them perfect. right on the side. Don't hide them in the middle. Okay. You guys sound awful. <laughs> we were. We were awful. You liked it. And you got You can now say you wrote jaws, and otherwise you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's true. I've, so one thing about the, the ride that, um, like, the contrast between all the amazing stuff we talked about with the movie and the silliness of the ride... It, I feel like if you were to redo Jaws, the Jaws ride, you could make it a lot more serious. There could be a lot more seriousness. It could be longer. This. It could definitely it's be longer. Short. It is short. <clears throat> it was a big lake, though. I mean, if it, that's the other thing. Is it? I mean, you're on a boat. It's yeah, a big lake. Yeah, that's a lot of real estate. It down, right. It is so weird seeing Amity and thinking of London being there now and and Diagon Alley. It's wild. I can't it's even really is weird. Of any of that. So. How much, like, what is the ride based off of? Is it, like, original, or is it, like, based off a movie? No, uh, they act like it was a real story that was turned into a movie, and because it became popular, Amity now has a boat tour. That's the story. Mm-hmm. So and they, then the shark actually comes? Right, right. It was. Okay. In, in... Because she even says Roy Schreider. She's like, here's the house of Sergeant Brody, or Sheriff Brody, whatever he is played in the movie by Roy Schreider. They, like, say that in the ride. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, he's a real person that was played in the movie. Right. And now everybody's coming to Amity to do this boat tour. Right. That's weird. It's pretty That's smart. It's a great idea. It's really yeah, smart. Yeah, it is good. What was playing on the TVs in the tribute store that was from there? It was about the boat tours you were on, because you were waiting for the boat tours. They act like cool. you're really on an Amity boat tour. It looked like a cool queue. It's funny, but, I mean, at the time, I mean, queues weren't fancy like they At the time, like it was now. a really cool queue. It was all Although outside. it was hot, just because you're standing outside, and I was telling Brian recently, like we were talking about this queue, and it really—I mean, these days it would not be—it wouldn't meet expectations at all, no, because no. it's just a back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, you look up and see um, videos at the ends of the rows, but we need a lot more in our queues these days to keep entertained. Like we want to go through a whole freaking like. Hogwarts Castle right. or something like you better have lots of stuff. We would have to, to go through at. the town hall with yeah. Quint scratching <laughs> would, on the back and we need the drawing on the chalkboard. With, and, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's great. I love that ride. So so miss that ride. Amity yep. was a cool little land. It was all they had a they had a banner hanging up, you know, it said Fourth of July and Amity. Nathan's hot dogs were there. Nathan's hot dogs were there. It had like corn dogs and fried chicken and a bunch of carnival games. Yeah. Red Did you get bunting wet on the ride? Uh, if you're on one side, you could get wet when the jaws came up. But not really wet. I wouldn't say wet. No. All right. That was great. I love jaws. Watch and ride the movies. Watch and ride. We'll be doing Take more one. of these from time to time for sure because we love movies and we love Universal and we love rides. So we'll do this more next week. Uh, like I said, hopefully we'll be recounting our recent trip to Universal and hopefully it was a good time. Thanks for everyone listening. Anything else? I think that's all. Thank you for listening to episode 33 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at Big River Media. For more info on them, go to bigriver.media. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at spencerelliott.net. 
You can also contact us by visiting ufpodcast.com. Follow us on social media at Universal Family Podcast. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago and it went right through my head.